back to Diamond Niners Weekly. We are back at the Hayes on a Wednesday night talking Charlotte 49ers baseball. This is Nick. As always, I'm joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Deuce Brad over there. Hey, hey. And our player guest this week, let me introduce you to Michael O. Thanks for having me. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get back to Michael. Few housekeeping items here before we get started, though. As always, feel free to chime in via chat or on Twitter. We love hearing from you guys, so jump right on in. Kevin, we've got a few reminders about what is going on this week. Yeah, here's your weekly reminder to get tickets. Um, as most of you know, the the app game was supposed to be played uptown last Friday. It's been moved to this Friday at Truist Field, uh, home of the Knights. Uh, you can get your tickets by going to the Knights, Knights website. Um, also, we got two matchup, two games at the Hayes this weekend with Western Kentucky. You can get those tickets at charles49ers.com. 704-687-4949. Um, there you go. If you use your phone, you can do that. Um, they're host, the Niners are hosting Campbell on Tuesday, March 22nd in Kannapolis. Um, they, those tickets are on sale through the Cannonballers ticket office. And the next night we were host we we're hosting Davidson at Truist Field, so you can get those tickets through the Knights website. So, um, if you haven't got your tickets, go ahead and get them now. It's going to be a great night Friday night. Weather looks a lot better than last week. Um, yes. looking forward looking forward to getting up there. Three games in really nice minor league ballparks inside a week. Um, Michael, have you been to any of those parks? Yeah, uh, we played at Truist. I'm going to say three times last year, and every time it's been. That's right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. I, I hadn't I hadn't considered that angle. So you have been there. Um have you been to the, to uh, Atrium Health in Kannapolis? I haven't. Okay. You'll like that. That's that's close to home. That's a that is a Diamond Niner Report World Headquarters home game. <laughs> yeah, I live about ten minutes from there and Kevin maybe fifteen or so. So we're we're Cabarrus County people, so we'll get to that. All right, Kevin. So we got we got t- tickets coming up. If it's a mi- at a minor league park, go to the minor league uh, that that minor league team and buy your tickets to see uh, the 49ers play either at Truist or at Atrium Health in Charlotte and Kannapolis. And if you want to come here for the Conference USA opener this weekend against Western Kentucky, Charlotte49ers.com, 704-687-4949. Quick update. Tailgating, Kevin. We tailgated on Saturday, and for those of you who are in the area, I know what you're thinking. Yes, Saturday. It was, Kevin, that was the coldest baseball game I've ever been to on Saturday. It was, it was a long day in the cold, but <laughs> hey, we made, we made the best of it, and we had a, we had a really good time. Um, we've been welcome some folks from Iowa. We had we had we had the we had Kramer's family in from Iowa. It was nine degrees when they left Iowa, and they were still shivering here. Out they were wearing the shorts. They were wearing shorts at the tailgate. Yeah, they packed. Kramer's family packed like warm weather gear because they were coming to the sunny South, Michael, and they found out different. <laughs> Brought the cold with them. Yeah, we had, they must have. They must have followed them because that was the coldest game I've been to at the Hayes. But I'm going to tell you what, even though it was cold, tailgate's getting a little bigger every week. Right. So we put some pictures out there. If you haven't been able to join us yet, uh, Saturdays at the Hayes, come on out. We'll be out there this Saturday, and the weather's looking pretty pretty good. It's certainly not going to be, I don't know, whatever it was, Kevin. Was it 30, 30, 
five with, degrees. With the windshield, probably negative. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it, it felt like it. So we had the longest game in program history on Sunday here at the Hayes, and Saturday had to have been the coldest when I've, I don't remember when it's been colder. So anyway, all right. Let's jump in with our player guest here. Uh, we've already introduced him, but right-handed pitcher Michael O, <coughs> straight out of Northbrook, Illinois. How's it going, Michael? Going great. Thanks for having me. Excited. We're, we're excited because, I mean, you just made your first start for the Niners last night, and you had a great performance, and we got you the next day. I mean, that's good timing on our part, right? I would say so, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so as we get started here, you, you know, you're you're in as a graduate transfer. You came in from Chapel Hill, which is why you've played at, at Truist Ballpark. That was a really dumb question on my part, but you know, whatever, we'll get over it. Um, so, talk a little bit about your background, um, just as far as um, you know your your baseball career, how you got you know how you got started in baseball, and just. Just kind of tell folks a little bit about Michael Lowe, who may not know anything. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I don't think my parents ever really wanted me to play sports that much. You know, they really only cared about that was like doing well in school and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went to my friend Daniel Cole's birthday party. I was like six. And it was at a baseball facility. And so we played like wiffle ball, played catch, hit off the machine and stuff. And then like after his birthday party, his mom went up to my parents and were like, hey, a kid on our team quit last week. Like, is there any chance Michael, like, plays baseball or wants to play baseball? My parents were like, yeah. <laughs> like, sure, he'll do it. And then, like, They didn't know what they started. were getting into, did they? No idea. No idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, Kevin, youth baseball is for real, isn't it? It is. It is serious stuff, man. <laughs> Kevin's got – Kevin, are you're coaching team this year, right? Only one team, but – He's coached more than one before, but yeah, you coaching one team. What you're you're coaching the the five year old, six year old? Uh, yeah, five six year old team. Yeah. Awesome. So right there, right there, that age. So like yeah. your first coach, Michael, could have been Kevin Hart. Both of them are uncomfortably looking back at each other, like uh, uh, it'll have been all good. It'll have been good. Yeah, it'll been all good. It's six years old, right? So it's most it's good. most of the kids I've coached have continued playing. The next, the next. No season. one's quit the game over. No, I don't think so. Not that I know of. So okay, good. all right, good. Um, and it says in uh, in your bio, you in high school you played baseball, golf, basketball, and football. So yeah, talk about uh, playing multiple sports uh, growing up. Yeah, it was. Um, well, I went into high school playing uh, football, basketball, and baseball, and I really enjoyed all three of them. Um, I think I always kind of knew that baseball was what I wanted to do, you know, like going into college and everything, like that was the path I wanted to take. And, you know, I I got like three or four injuries within that first football season. Like my knee, my ankle, shoulder, just I got torn to pieces. And, um, you know, I just decided I got pretty good at golf, I guess, in the off season. And so I went to trial for the golf team. I got absolute hell from my football coaches about it for quitting football for golf. I mean, <laughs> it was brutal. But coach, nobody's trying to hit me in golf. Uh, right. <laughs> what uh, what position do you play in football? Um, I was a tight end and then the end. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely taking some hits and giving some hits too. So. For sure. Not, you don't see that on a golf course. No. <laughs> so, so you just like just went with golf and – 
or I mean, you, you your coach comes and he's like, "Man, why are you why are you doing that?" And you're like, <laughs> I, "Yeah, I, it was kind of tough." I mean, like, like, so what? Deal from, with it. From his point, like I understood it. Like it's kind of tough to like talk him out of that. Yeah. But I was like, I just don't want to play football anymore. Like I want to play golf. This is like what I want to do, and this is gonna be better for me moving forward. And that was honestly like the most fun I ever had playing a high school sport was I paid a $25 fee for the tryout. And then after that, it was nine holes every day after class, driving range for free. Like it was probably like the best setup you could ever have. Like it was awesome. It's a great investment. 25 bucks for unlimited oh, yeah. golf. I would much. sign up for that. <laughs> yeah. I'll give 25 bucks for that. What's your, what's your low round? I shot a 77, I think, in one of the conference tournaments. That was the best I've done so far. I haven't shot better than that since. So, well, I I heard at the uh, at the the, uh, the baseball program's golf tournament last fall that you carried Kevin uh, on the course. Well, him, you, you and you and Hale, yeah, and Hale's dad. They all and Hale's carried, dad. Yeah, they all, they all carried me. <laughs> it was fun watching them play. They Michael, I, I'm a witness to his golf game. It's it's pretty good. Okay, so lowest seventy seven on the golf course. Tight end and D end on football. And wh- where did you play on the basketball court? I was like a four or five. Okay. Yeah. I was, uh, it was still at the point, I think, freshman year where I was like kind of taller than most kids. You know, I was like six two. And so they could put me at the four or five. Um, I like have the self proclaimed name Mid Range Mike. <laughs> Self-proclaimed mid-range Mike. Mid-range Mike. Hey, that, that can stick, man. I like just that. right around the key. Just toss me the ball and I'll make it. That's that's about all I do. Can we can we hashtag that? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> okay, so all right, folks. Just just it's gonna happen when when Michael gets in. It's it's his tweets now are gonna be accompanied with the hashtag mid-range Mike. So. If you want to start following that hashtag on Twitter, of course, I don't know, producer Brad, we might need to check that hashtag before we start using it. You never know something that that might be, <laughs> you <laughs> never right know now. somebody might be, somebody might be using that for something else already. So we just need to, need to clear that. But yeah, mid range, Mike, I like it. Um, who, let's see, we were talking to Geesting about basketball. Right? basketball. Yeah. We're, we're, we're kind of organizing a, a player three on three. Ooh. And, and so, you know, maybe you want in on that. I would love to. Who was Geesting? Geesting wanted uh, Matt. Brooks. He said Brooks was pretty good. And Colby. And the Colby he wanted. Mm. I can't remember. I think it might have been Matt. I don't know. It, it was definitely was Matt. Matt. Uh, oh no, no, no. He wanted he wanted Hale. 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 He, he wanted Hale. Hale and Matt. So we now we need to we've we've got a team Geesting. Now we need a team O. Okay. So think about think about who you want. And we're gonna we're gonna get this together and of course, with the with the way basketball injuries go, Coach Woodard's over there going, "No, we are not having baseball players yeah. playing a three on three tournament." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're not doing that. That would be terrible. Somebody gets gets an injury, you know, to a knee or something because two idiots organized a basketball tournament with baseball oh, yeah. players. <laughs> let's let's move on back to baseball here. <laughs> no, hold on now, hold on. <laughs> I want to talk about the cello. Oh, Can we man. talk about the cello? Yep. So yep. your bio says you play the cello and the drums, which you know you may be forced to prove because, believe it or not, we do have a drum set here. We do within sight. There's a drum set here at the Hayes, uh, but the cello. And I ask about that because I, I actually I'm partial to the cello. I've always liked that instrument. I mean, I can't play it. I can't play any instrument. But so you play the cello. 
I would say used to. <laughs> okay. Um, kind of forced upon me uh, from my mom. Uh, <laughs> moms in, are great for that, aren't yeah. they? It was, uh, it was fourth grade, and it was kind of like the time when everybody or anybody had the choice to join either orchestra or band. And my sister played the violin, and so my mom was like, you have to play something. And I was like, no. And she was like, no, you're going to. I was like, okay, fine. I'll play the cello, I guess. And honestly, it was kind of fun. Uh, picked up on it pretty quick. I enjoyed it a lot. I played it for, I think, three, four years uh, continuously, like throughout school after that. And then I think like right before high school, I stopped playing it. But yeah, I used to play the cello a little bit. So could, could you, like, like if we were to magically produce a, a cello, I mean, and we're not, but if we were to magically produce a cello, you could, you could still show us the thing or two? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I can try my best. <laughs> we'll, we'll try the drum set out later. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll see what you can do, do with that. Okay, Kevin, I'm sorry. I wanted to ask about the cello. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. You, can, you can talk baseball if you have no, to. This is a baseball show. Oh, yeah. We got, we Sometimes got. I forget. <laughs> so... Had a good high school career, um, so you're actually recruited three times in your in your college career. I guess mm-hmm. coming out of high school, and then you uh, went to JUCO to Nyack, went to Apple Hill, went out of Charlotte. Talk about the recruiting process for those three different instances in in your career. Yeah, um, man. So <laughs> Creighton feels like forever ago. Creighton. It was junior year going into senior year, and so that was 2015 summer. And I got a text from uh, Brian Furlong, who's now the pitching coach at Xavier. And he was like, hey, like we got a report on you. Um, a little bit late in the process, but we have a camp next week in Omaha if you want to come down and throw. I remember like talking to my dad about it. It was so random. You know, I just got a text. I had no idea who Creighton was even at the time. <laughs> And um, he was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we went down there, threw at the camp, threw well. And then uh, they offered me a preferred walk-on spot. <clears throat> and I think I was at that time in my career where I was like, you know, D1 or nothing. Um, and so it was the only Division one offer that I had going into college. So I was like, yeah, I'll take it for sure. And so I committed there without not knowing really anything about Division one baseball or whatever. Took it, went there. Um, things didn't really play out well in the fall, and so they cut me uh, fall freshman year there. And then, you know, kind of had to reevaluate everything, being like, okay, what I do well, what I do not well, what do I need to work on? And the biggest thing was like, I need to get, I need to throw harder. I need to be a better pitcher. I need to go somewhere that's like going to develop me. And so I heard of this place called Nyack on Twitter. It's in North Iowa, <laughs> and they're, like, throwing plyo balls, and they're, like, doing running guns and, like, have the radar gun out on the mound for, like, their bullpens and stuff. And I'm like, like, colleges do this? Like, that's crazy. Like, this is sweet. And then, luckily, there were two kids at Creighton that transferred from Nyack. And so they got me in touch with uh, Travis Hergert, who's now the pitching coordinator with the Phillies, but he was a head coach there. And took a visit there, like, a week later. And committed there and was there for three years. Um, yeah, and that's how I ended up there. And then – Hold on a second. So you're a JUCO bandit. You're the first JUCO we've had 
on the show. Yeah. You got to have a crazy Juco story that you can tell, you can share with us. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like an appropriate one. (laughs) (laughs) We can come, we can come back to that. Just, uh, you know, it, before we start doing this, before we start doing the show live, I would have just said, "Ah, just go ahead and tell it, and yeah. producer Brad will clean it up, but yeah. <laughs> or edit it out completely." But now we're live, so that's that's out the window. Yeah, we can come back to that. We'll okay. To that. Well, well, if you think of a good one, we'll we'll come back to that. But yeah, JUCO bandits. That that's a. I mean, that's a different breed, right? I mean, JUCO ball is. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's different <laughs> for sure. It's it's crazy to think about like. I mean, in like Mason City, Iowa, there's literally like a Hy-Vee, a Walmart, and then just cornfields. <laughs> and so it's like baseball is the focus. Baseball and like the guys on the team, it's like all you have. But like it's also the, the best thing, you know. Um, it's just like hyper focus on getting better and baseball as like your main priority and it's no distractions, you know. So it's it definitely like prepares you like further on it. Makes you a better pitcher, makes you a better player. Unless you get distracted at the Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll find some interesting people there, too. So you might, yeah. I think there's a Twitter account. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll, 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 maybe we'll come back to the Juco story. But go, go ahead, Kev. So you, you spent, spent three years at NIAC, mm-hmm. and uh, then you were you recruited to North Carolina. Talk about that recruiting process a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. Um, we... Uh, Came back from Indianapolis. It's like a big, <clears throat> big uh, kind of like JUCO showcase there every year. And then we had a kid on our team, Evan Reifert, who's with the Rays right now. And dude's a beast. Like 97 mile per hour, just like demon sinkers, like major league slider, just gross. And caught the attention of Coach Woodard and Coach Forbes at North Carolina. And so we had our scout day which was the last event in the fall and so coach Woodard came down to mason city to watch him throw and i remember everybody was like freaking out because we're all like in the pitching lab we're like dude is north carolina here <laughs> we're like yeah and it comes in with like the tar heel like uh quarter shirt on and we're like oh my god this is insane and remember he came to watch evan throw and then he actually stuck around a little bit ended up watching me throw and uh, went up, did my recovery, came back down. My hat was, like, barely on my head. I'm just, like, BSing with my friends. And then mm-hmm. Coach Woodard came up to me, and he goes, hey, like, Robert Woodard, pitching coach in North Carolina. It was really great watching you pitch today. And I was like, is this some, like, sick joke? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, at this point, at this point Who in the fall. Who put you up to this? No, seriously. Because, like, at this point, like, schools weren't even, like, talking to me. They were, like, brushing me off. Like, okay, like, yeah, he's pitching fine, but we want to see him throw harder. You know, so, like, I've already come to the understanding that I probably won't get an offer or looked at until the spring. And so, and now the pitching coach in North Carolina is telling me that he enjoyed watching me throw. And so I was like, this is, like, where are the cameras? You know, like, I'm getting punked <laughs> or something. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was crazy because then – a week later, Evan went on his visit, came back, and was like, hey, like, the coaches were asking about you a lot. I was like, what? Like, yeah, they're asking about, like, what kind of a person you are. Are you a good student? All that stuff. And I was like, that's interesting. And then a week after that. To which you immediately say, well, what'd you tell him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Evan's, like, the best dude. So, like, I know he only said, like, really good things. There you go. Yeah. 
And so I think it was like a few days after that or a week after, then Coach Woodard texted our head coach and was like, hey, like we have this prospect camp in Chapel Hill. Um, we have like one more, I, th- I want to say it's like an admission slot or something. Um, we want Michael to fill it for the next recruiting class. Like, will he come down to Chapel Hill and throw in this camp? I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and so went down there, threw in a camp. Um, you know, obviously Coach Fox and Coach Forbes were there to watch me throw too. So it wasn't just, you know, uh, Coach Woodard's word that they were trusting. They actually got to see me throw, which is pretty cool. I got to throw at the Bosch also, which was awesome. And then, you know, offered me. And then the next day I was committed there. It was, uh, it was pretty surreal, honestly. It all happened like really, really quick. And, and Coach Woodard liked recruiting, recruiting you so much that he, he did it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about talk about you got you got so you graduated from North Carolina, mm-hmm. and then you're in you're in a graduate transfer, um, looking for a new place. Talk about that process a little bit. Um, an old friend, Coach Woodard, reached out to you. Yeah, man. Um, well, I left. I left UNC and then graduated. Um, definitely like wasn't a baseball decision, but more of like a, a life decision where I was like, I just want to change the scenery. Um, I'm kind of like ready to move on type of thing. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, to be honest. Um, I entered the transfer portal the day of the expiration. And so apparently if I didn't enter that night, I would have had to wait another year to be eligible. I had no idea. And so, <laughs> yeah, crazy how it worked out. It just, you just happened to get in right, right under, under the deadline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, really wasn't sure. I knew I went to stay in baseball. But I was like, maybe I'll just train and like play indie ball or something. Like I was kind of like, I felt like I was kind of done with like college baseball. Like I felt like a burnt out in a little bit, um, in a way, I should say. And so kind of went to see how things played out, enter the portal. And then like a week went by and then Coach Bick texted me. And that dude is like the best recruiter in the country. Mm-hmm. It was like a text message, email, phone call, and like just kept like reaching back out to me. And like then it was Coach Miney and then, you know, Coach Woodard after that. And it was like I knew I wanted to come here, like right when he reached out. You know, it's like where else would I want to be? Um, so let me let me back you up here. So when, when you were going to be recruited here, mm-hmm. Woody was the third person you heard from it was yeah you heard from from Bick and then you heard from Miney and uh-huh. then you heard from Woody yeah it's very interesting very interesting well Toby Toby is um, Coach Bick I think you're right he's got to be one of the best recruiters in the country because yeah. I mean I, I've heard him I've heard him lay it down I mean he's good I mean he could what's the word I'm like He's really good at at at, uh, at, at um, well. I'm thinking of all the I'm thinking of all the words that I shouldn't say. He's really good at carrying on a conversation. <laughs> He's a lot of fun to talk to. <laughs> he and I were talking about that right before we went on air. We're just we we have a good time talking. So yeah, yeah I can see that. Cool. Um, how long did how long did it how long did this process take from you hearing from from these folks to your okay? I'm coming to Charlotte. Probably two weeks. Okay. Um, I mean, like baseball wise, it was like already a lock um, because 
you know, uh, Coach Miney and Coach McKibben, I already had like experience working with them at P3. And so this is goes a few years back. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, the relationship I had with Coach Woody, like I already knew I wanted to, you know, come here. It was more just like I needed to find a grad program that worked for me, mm-hmm. make sure like I was taken care of like school wise in terms of like what I wanted to do, all that stuff. And so, yeah, like that process took a couple of weeks and they were super helpful and got me in and now I'm here. Now, what uh, what what pro- what grad program are you in? You did communication studies as an undergrad. What com- yeah. what what grad program are you in here? So it's the entrepreneurship and innovation uh, certificate, and so it's like through the MBA program, okay. and so it's through like that uh, branch, I guess. So if I want to continue through my MBA, I can just I guess roll into it. It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. We all, we always talk to the players about their about their academic side because you know it's 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 always important. I mean, you guys are student athletes. You juggle so many different things and and the academic side is is important um and people like knowing what you guys are doing in the in the classroom as far as as that goes too so we're going to come back to some baseball but this goes together you're you're doing that you're you 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 surely have some goals in mind tied to that with with your major and the the uh the the entrepreneurship entrepreneurship easier for me to say certificate um Whenever baseball winds down for you, whenever that happens to be, what what do you what's what do you have in mind for for yourself in the long term? You know, I'm not really sure. Um, yeah. I'm assuming I you think, but you potentially want to want to own your own business, and you've you've actually kind of done some. We'll, we'll Kevin, we'll, we'll talk about that, but you've actually kind of started some of your own ventures here, which we'll discuss in a minute. But but maybe maybe something along uh, the lines of striking out on your own. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think like being an entrepreneur and starting a business in some capacity is like it's always something I've kind of wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's really interesting to me, and I feel like even if like it fails and completely just burns to the ground, like you'll learn so much from that, <laughs> and like might as well take advantage of it right now while I have the time to, I guess. I, I can confirm for you that crashing and burning at various things teaches you a lot, Michael. Yeah. It's it's true. We've yeah, you've been there. But the the entrepreneurship thing, I mean, it's that that's kind of kind of runs runs in your family, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I'm not mistaken, your dad is is a businessman and mm-hmm. and uh, is you know um, say a successful businessman. So you've got you've got maybe some uh, you can get some advice along the way from dad, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Dads are good for advice. Right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And whether want, whether you want it or not, they don't want to listen. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's true. All right. Back to baseball, Kevin. I'm sorry. I steered us. Well, you you're kind of along those lines. You you you've started a, a Discord community for pitching development. Um. Kind of like a just a a place for pitchers to go to see kind of what everybody else is doing, get together and uh, uh, bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Um. That you started recently. Yeah. Um, I kind of like think back to like what I would have wanted, um, obviously now, but even like when I first started learning about, I guess you want to call it like the new wave, like the new era of like baseball development, you know, where it's not running poles and doing towel drills, you know, or icing your elbow like directly after you throw as like your recovery. It's like plyos, you know, movement patterns, just like stuff that like, it's still almost like, I feel like we're kind of going through like a renaissance of 
baseball development. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, like Charlotte is at like the forefront of that. Absolutely. And, you know, there were definitely a lot of times like throughout my career, like high school, college, where I felt like we were very behind. And information, it is abundant in the sense of like you can find it online, but like it's not really centralized anywhere. And so you're kind of just like looking around, <clears throat> scatterbrained a little bit might find some like golden nuggets here and there and like you have to piece it together but like there's not really one place where you know like collective minds and like experiences can come together to like understand it and so like that was kind of the goal of the discord is like having like a direct like one-stop shop where like i want to work on my pitching mechanics i want a plyo drill i want some advice you know etc i go there it's there you know so you can find like see if i was a high school pitcher and i wanted to go that route to further develop my skills um, this would be something for, for me to go look at and to bounce ideas and see what, what guys, what has worked for guys and what's, what hasn't worked for guys and, and, uh, kind of which path that they could recommend to a young pitcher or, I mean, even college guys, I'm sure have been in the discord. Talk about the, the, I guess the, the different type of pitchers you see on the discord. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, Right now, I would say it's mostly college pitchers. Um, and then you have, I would say, a decent chunk of high school high school players and a few pro guys that are in there right now. And so something cool that I saw was there was a high school kid. I think he was like 16 or 17 years old. And he was like asking about advice for his pitching mechanics. Um, set his data, like height and weight, what he's like trying to accomplish. And then you have a professional player who was responding to it and giving him advice, you know, directly, which like, I don't know if there's that many places where you can do that, like in a snap of a finger. Mm. And so like, you know, that's something I would have dreamed to have as a 16, 17 year old trying to get better at baseball. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, me too. That's always good to, to absorb as much knowledge as possible when you're. Are you on that discord, Kevin? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not um, yet. Uh, I think we actually do know what Discord is, Michael. Okay, I know that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if we're Discord's target market, but we we know what Discord is. Yes, we do. Um, but yeah, that would definitely be something I would would have loved to have, uh, just a, a community to talk to with, with pitchers to to uh, learn more about development and stuff like that. So it's great, great that you're doing that, and um, sounds like uh, an entrepreneurial idea to me. Yeah, I mean. That's what it's all about, right? It's finding us finding a, a niche in the marketplace where where there's a demand for something and th- filling that filling that void. So, I think you think you may be off to a good start here. Um, let, let's talk. We and we. I, I just checked. Uh, looking at the time, we've we uh, we've kept you a while, Michael, because we're having fun. So, I hope you know that's that uh, th- that's what it's all about. We're having a lot. Of, Kevin and I are personally having a lot of fun, and as long as we're having fun, that that's. That's what we're here for. Uh, <laughs> not the program or anything like that, like that, just us having a good time. Let's talk a little bit about your, your performance this year because I want to want to talk about that because you're, you're off to such a, such a great start. Um, you, you wound up giving up uh, this weekend. Um, you gave up a hit and a, and a run, your first hit and your first run. Um, 
But other than that, you've been up until that point, you had given basically nobody nothing, <laughs> right? I mean, you're still sitting here with a uh, with, with a 108 ERA, um, so you've you've gotten off to a great start coming out of the pen in, in some spots. But then on Tuesday night, well, last night, you get the ball, you get the start, right? So. How how does that go down? How when did you find out you were starting last night and 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 talk about how that went down? Yeah, uh, Coach Woodard actually called me the night before. Um, things started off the call with asking me what I was eating for dinner that night. Probably like foreshadowing, like, hey, you should probably eat something good. <laughs> Be ready for the next day. And then yeah, like right after he was like, hey, you got the ball tomorrow. Uh, your game, just be ready. Help us win. I was like, yeah. So what were you eating? Oh, I forgot honestly. Oh, I went to I went to Harris Teeter. I got uh I got like this I got like this microwavable uh it was like chicken parm dish. And I also got like a poke bowl. So I guess a little surf and turf, if you want to call it that. <laughs> so, did, that did did what you were eating change after you talked to Coach Woodard? Uh yeah, I was actually gonna I was gonna uh bake a pizza. Um, but I was like I probably need better food in me if I'm going to start tomorrow. So, so what what do you? I mean, you you're surprised by this or 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 what? What's this kind of? He calls you and is like, "Hey, you got the ball," and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I got the ball." Um, yeah, maybe a little bit, honestly. Uh, but I know I talked to, um, you know, Coach Miney earlier in the preseason. He was like, "Yeah, like, don't know what the role is yet, but you know, start off in the pen." Obviously, there'll be plenty of opportunities for a lot of guys mm-hmm. um, for starts here and there. And so if we want to work you into that role at some point, then we will. And, um, yeah, just being open-minded about it, kind of just being okay with whatever, you know, as long as I'm throwing, you know, it doesn't really matter. Just looking at the tail of the tape here, 8.1 innings pitched, uh, three hits, one run, eight Ks. I mean, that's uh, you're after a great start here. Michael and it's and and uh, I have a feeling that not only I mean you're doing a great job on the mound too, but just when you're when you're dealing with a pitching staff and we've got a lot of young guys in there as well, and having your experience has got to be uh, has got to be an added bonus. Just having you in there day to day, you've kind of been there and done that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's good to have you have you around on on so many different levels um i will say i think we, we we can't get away without talking about the fact that uh i guess after you got off the phone with woody you must have did you call your dad or text your dad i texted my dad okay because yeah. because your dad was was here last night yeah he was um he hopped a flight mm-hmm. yesterday morning right i mean so so he 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 made he booked a flight last uh, on monday night yeah. i'm assuming and got into charlotte on tuesday and was here uh, and you took him back to the airport this morning right I did, yeah that's uh, that's got to be pretty special that's pretty cool he was so excited in the stands <laughs> last night yeah <laughs> i mean that in fact uh i guess when you came off i mean he was he was he was actually he sat in, he sat in the student section um i think at one point he was leading the cheers for you 
right. Was, yeah. Oh, that was cool to to get to see. Um, it, it's really uh, I've said this a couple different times, but um, when we first started doing this, I, I felt like I was I, mentally I kind of identified a little bit more with the players and used to think about how the players were viewing things. But as we've done this a while now, we've somehow gotten older um i I really i really look at it more from the parent perspective these days uh just seeing his pride and everything that that had to be pretty cool so um did he take you out did did he take you out to dinner after the game maybe yeah yeah so i'm I'm guessing y'all did not go to harris teeter no (laughs) what did you get last night god what did we get trying to think oh we had at the uh the hotel where he was saying okay uh, the one on campus Oh yeah, over yeah. here at the you Gold, went to the you went to the Golden Owl. Golden Owl, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 actually a good choice. That's, that was great. It's pretty good stuff over there. Okay, Michael. Well, we have we have detained you for uh, an inordinate amount of time, and you know you probably have some schoolwork or something to to get into. Or he, he's like. Duh. Like I'm a graduate student, <laughs> so we're gonna let you go uh, and get Woody in here to talk a little, talk a little bit about uh, about the upcoming week. But man, we appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right, folks. Uh, Producer Brad's gonna give you a word from uh, from our sponsors. Uh, I don't think we, we we still don't have any sponsors, do we, Producer Brad? No, he says no. Okay, we're gonna yeah. get you a word from our non-existent. Maybe Harris Teeter or the Golden. Maybe <laughs> Harris Teeter and the Golden. Now we're we're plugging it pretty good. So uh, give us just a second, folks. We'll uh, we'll get Coach Woody in here. We'll be right back. folks we are back we got michael out of here on his way to probably get some dinner or something and have coach woody in here with us um coach i think you you said you wanted to kind of start by by giving some of the the, the backstory on on michael uh you want to you want to take it from there yeah no i mean you, you know i just think i think there's so many great things about uh this profession uh certainly you know one of the best is the recruiting process and the relationships you get to build along the way. And I remember it like it's yesterday, honestly, when I was, I was over there kind of working on some things and he was describing, um, you know, that winter day. I mean, it was, I think it was January. I was up in, I was up in Mason, was it Mason city or Northern Iowa? I was in the gym. Um, I remember, you know, I remember it was like it was yesterday and, uh, so just really cool story because I had no idea who Michael was. I'd never heard I'd never heard of him. And I was there to see Evan as he described pitch. And, you know, I'm watching this really, you know, athletic six foot four, six foot five pitchers, you know, throwing fastballs up to 95, 96 in a bullpen with a nasty slider. And, you know, he's warming up second. And what I the way I remember the story is Michael was actually throwing first. So Michael Michael, you know, I'm watching Evan throw while Michael is getting ready to go first. And so they had, they're doing this live at bat thing where they're, they're, you know, the, the pitchers are throwing to hitters in cages and I'm about, you know, so I'm watching them warm up in this 
mound off to the side and out of bounds territory of a gym. And then they have a net that drops down from the ceiling and they're having live at bats. And so I'm watching the pitcher that I'm there to see throw and I look left and I'm watching this pitcher throw that I don't know who he is. And I just see that the mid is not moving like the entire time. And so I'm sitting here watching this, like, you know, this really talented athlete with plus stuff, but you know, I mean, it's the pitchability is not there. So I, and I evaluated that, but I was like, you know, but the mitt's not moving over there with that pitcher that's throwing. So I'm the whole time I'm watching the pitcher I'm there to see, I'm keeping an eye on Michael throwing. And I watch him throw, and none of the hitters are putting good swings on him, and it's just swings and misses, and then strikes, and this and that. And I, I really love the delivery and um, the arm action, and just, you know, I liked pretty much everything I saw. Um, outside of I knew, you know, I could tell it wasn't 95. Um, but, you know, at the same time, there's more to it than that. And mm-hmm. so I talked to the coach and long story short, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I'm up here to see Evan, but you got somebody else throwing first, like, and he's like, well, yeah, that's, you know, that's Michael O. He's, he's the best pitcher on our staff, but he doesn't throw as hard as Evan. I'm like, well, why haven't you told me about that guy? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and he goes, well, I just, you know, listen, that we talked about Evan. And so, um, yeah. And so, I just, um, you know, my, I myself was was not – I was, you know, in college, I wasn't really a velocity guy. I was more of a pitcher. And one of the best pitchers I've coached was when I was at UNC Wilmington was Matt Batts, and he topped out at 84, 85. So, you know, I'm always on the lookout for guys that I think um, are unique and can really pitch. And, um, you know, when I'm seeing swings and misses, I don't really care if it's 84, 85 versus 94, 95. And so – um, yeah, just followed up with Mike and he came down he pitched in a camp. He threw three innings. He literally struck out nine hitters in the camp. Um, there wasn't a ball that was put in play and he topped out at, I think 88 that day. Um, and just talking to him, I mean, y'all, you know, y'all have gotten to know him here just on the podcast and being around him. He's just, you know, he's one of the nicest young men I've ever coached. Um, one of the most driven, hardworking, persevering, respectful, young man I've ever coached and um you know so he was just a complete no-brainer for our coaching staff to recruit him the second go around here at Charlotte and um just you know tickled to death that he's here and um uh, heck he's throwing really really well for us and he's a huge part of our team so it's a great story but it's and the cool part is it's still being written right, yeah. it's great that you recruited him never got to coach him at Chapel Hill but you finally get to coach him a couple years down the road here so Looking forward to seeing how the story ends here, and uh, um, we're liking what we're seeing so far from from Michael. Yep. So when when uh, when do you recall that moment when you walked up to him, and did he did he seem like okay, what's going on? Like you were about to prank him or something? Not clearly. Um, <laughs> not not clearly. Maybe a little bit, but um, you know, I've just always i I remember being a player, and I remember it really meaning a lot to me that every coach that recruited me and, you know, no matter the school, no matter the program, like when a coach, when a coach recruits you, you know, that means something and it means they see something in you. And, you know, I think that's, that's, I think that's something special. And so I remember that as a player, right. And so now that I have, you know, I have an opportunity to be a coach, um, years later, I've, I've always tried to respect that. So, 
you know, if I have an opportunity, again, I didn't know that I was actually going to be, you know, recruit Michael to come play for me and this and that. But, you know, I at least wanted to acknowledge when I see somebody that I appreciate how they do something, I want to make sure that person knows because when I was a player, I always appreciated when coaches, you know, showed interest or acknowledged that. So, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I definitely – I, re- I remember that day very clearly, though. Um, you know that you know NIAC is an awesome program. In fact, Colin Kramer is from NIAC as well, and so uh, Michael described it perfectly. I mean, there is nothing there but baseball and your teammates and coaches and and Walmart and Walmart. Yeah, in fact, I I think I stayed in Minneapolis and drove. I think it's like two hours south or west. Can't really remember, but I stayed in Minneapolis. Um, and I, I love Minnesota. I love that area. Um, not particularly in January, but um, no. But uh, you know, again, it just gets back to uh, you know one of the great things about our jobs is you never know who you're going to meet. You never know where it's going to take you. And um, baseball has taken me some really cool places and unique places. And I would I would categorize you know that that is a unique place. Um, you know, so. Yeah. So like they're big on development there, so they are. Yeah, and and that's the other thing too is like you know there's the from a synergy standpoint like I knew I knew that Michael trained the way that we wanted to train him at UNC and then when I came here Michael trained the way that we want to train here at Charlotte. So it just you know, it made sense it makes sense. So a couple things before we talk about some baseball. We've got some stuff coming in here. Um, and this one, this one's definitely worth talking about here. Um, and, and he took a picture of his TV, which means we're we're. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll show. It's, there we go. This is this is Sydney Pike. Yeah, Sydney is uh, is watching uh, us at home. Um, but that's worth mentioning. Bringing up Sydney because uh, I believe he got engaged. Was it Monday? Is that right? He did, yeah. Sydney just got engaged. Monday night. So congratulations to Sydney Pike, who is like the uh, the Swiss Army knife uh, of Charlotte baseball, uh, who does a little bit of everything around here, right down to the laundry, being in in like literally the laundry, making sure everything's all the unities are clean and all that good stuff. And the uh, left field line too. And the left field line. He. That's a thing. I don't know if you know that or not. Are you in on this? That like our our play is tied. How straight Sydney makes the lines. Oh the, yeah. Field. So yeah. we're. It, yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's. You talk about wins above replacement. I don't know what <laughs> Sydney's is, but it's pretty high. Sydney's war is high. High. So yeah, uh, Sydney's engaged now. So shout out to to uh, to the happy couple. Congrats from from all of us here. Very special. Yeah, so that was that was cool. Um, if you want to see pictures of their engagement, I think we we retweeted that, didn't we, Kevin? Right. Yeah. So go check that out. A um, couple other things came in. Um, <laughs> uh, our buddy Jimmy Touchstone wants wants you to know, Coach, that he's uh, in, has been in the bullpen warming up. He's a fifty year old righty who tops out at forty nine miles an hour. So it's all about being unique. It's perfect. Uh, well, you know. So I, you know. I, Jimmy, I don't know if you've got any eligibility left, but I'm pretty sure that academic eligibility might be an issue with Jimmy. So I don't know. Well, he got to know your role. He's he's got a great role of a tailgater and and, and super fan. So yeah, um, we he's I, a glue guy. Yeah, honestly, coach, we could not afford on, on our side of the netting here at the Hayes. We could not afford to give up Jimmy. Yeah, so we need him with us. So That's you fair. can't have him. And then new alias, who I have a feeling I know who new alias is. Uh, <laughs> 
He literally called himself New Alias because we outed him on his old on alias. his other one, on his old alias. I have yet to see a player interviewed here who didn't impress me with their character. So um, we have a great group. Yeah, cool stuff. So. Glad to get in some shout-outs here uh, coming in from Niner Nation tonight. So let's talk a little little baseball, Coach. Um, since the last time we talked to you, uh, took the series from App here uh, here at the Hayes, uh, two out of three here, um, and beat Presbyterian last night. Let's go back to let's let's just talk a little bit about uh, what you saw out of your squad from from the app game or from the app series. Um, as we, we touched on a little bit ago, uh, Friday night was originally going to be uptown, and then weather uh, weather changed that, and weather was a factor all weekend mm-hmm. uh, for for the app game, frankly. Um, but yeah, or the app series, sorry. Um, so the game uh, on Friday ends up being at the Hayes. And uh, what time did we start? We started at one o'clock. So the whole the whole weekend was it was kind of a strange weekend of baseball. It was, it was good, but it was kind of kind of had a different feel to it all weekend. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's uh, baseball is a very creature of habit sport, right? And it's just kind of like okay, it's like four o'clock, three o'clock, one o'clock pre daylight savings, and then all of a sudden you get daylight savings. Like all right, six o'clock, three o'clock, one o'clock, mm-hmm. and then you know I think we went what one o'clock. We went one o'clock, and then you know we had one o'clock, two o'clock. Yep. Then we had a two. Then we moved it up to two o'clock, um, you know, and then we moved it up, you know, or Sunday we kept it the same. But it was, uh, yeah, it was just you know, you know, it's one of those things. I was really proud of our guys for. I felt like they handled the, you know, the the flex being flexible and adapting and just being ready to play. Uh, and compete and win a series. I was, you know, I thought that everybody handled it great, and um, you know, shut, I think that bodes well for us because, you know, I mean, that's that's what you have to do in a baseball season. It's it's you have to you have to be a team that's comfortable being comfortable, and um, you have to be a team that's um, very, um, you know, self motivated and uh, int- intrinsically driven. I guess from the standpoint that if it's you know, if it's a packed Friday night uh, uptown, then that's easy to get up for. If it's mm-hmm. one o'clock and you know uh, people haven't gotten off work yet, which I thought the crowd was great. I thought I thought that the turnout for, was good. I thought that I thought that all the crowds, considering the time and the weather, I thought they were tremendous. Um, you know, and I thought our guys did a great job of of being ready and competing. You know, um, so anytime that you can take two of three from an in-state opponent, the, the caliber of app, and uh, I think is. I think is really good. I mean, obviously, you know, the competitors we are, that we when you get the opportunity to sweep, uh, we all want to do it. And we were right there. Uh, you know, we were right there. We were a little more than right there. Um, yeah, but, you know, I mean, that's, yeah, that's that's baseball. And, and we it actually happened. I we saw can, it. We control, we control the things that we can control. And, um, you know, I thought that, I thought Matt Brooks came in and he got the lead out at third and, um, you know, and and then got the got the next out, and then we, you know, uh, drum drum heller puts a good swing of the bat to center field, and just as we practice every single day in defensive fundamental drills, Jake Cunningham comes up and throws the runner out home. Caden Hobson, you know, catches catches makes a play on the ball, puts a good tag on, and you know, the umpire saw what he saw, and that's the uh, that's part of the game. So it tied the game, and we had other opportunities to win, and you credit App State for. Um, for prevailing right there, you know, but, um, you know, and then we moved on 
And that's, uh, you know, I think that's, again, I think that is another thing that I'm really impressed with this team is they have the ability to, you know, take punch or punches and either respond or move on. And I felt like we did that Tuesday night with how we came out and played against a really gritty, um, a really gritty and good Presbyterian team. Uh, I was really, I was really impressed with their club last night. So, and, and we're, we're working backwards here a little bit, but that's fine. Um, the, the, the Sunday game was, was five hours and 40, was it 42, 43 minutes? Well, longest in school history. Longest in school history. Uh, is that the longest baseball game you've ever been a part of? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I don't think I've been a part of a six hour game. So probably, um, I've been a part of the, let's see, I've been a long, I've been a part of at the time, you know, the 2000 and 2006, I was a part of the longest, um, length of time college world series game in history against Cal state Fullerton. Uh, it was a 13 inning game and the length of time was close to that. Um, I don't think it was 540 though. I think it was a little bit under that. And then 2018, I was a part of the longest nine inning game in College World Series history uh, when we beat Oregon State in that game. Um, and then it's funny because the, I remember all three of them. And then yeah, and then Sunday, you know, against App, I remember all three feeling the same. It's like it's it's one of those things like you feel like you just came out of a like m- like mental warfare, like you're just yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, certainly when you lose, it's, it's, you know, there's that element too, but like, you know, I know like physically and mentally those things, they just feel different. Um, you know, and, and I know our student athletes that were on their feet actually playing the game, you know, um, they were, uh, you know, but they laid it on the, you know, they laid it on the line, both teams did. And like I said, that's just, that's the nature of the game. Again, I, I was, I thought that our, I thought that our guys, did a great job of using the off day on Monday to recharge, regroup, um, recover. And I thought we looked really fresh and ready to go last night. And after playing 30 innings of baseball, one of which is the longest game in program history and, you know, seeing the guys look as fresh and ready as they did and look at our bullpen come in and look the way that they looked. I thought it was extremely promising. Talk a little bit about that. I think you used what nine pitchers on Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, mm, I think it might have been eleven. Eleven pitchers. Okay. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. It's not. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, well, I'll get us a number. Yeah. There, well, go ahead. <laughs> well, you got at least nine plus a shortstop. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk a little bit about about. about uh, I know Jack's pitched before um, in summer ball and stuff, and then he was a two way player at one point. Talk a little bit about um, bringing Jack to the mound for eleven. Yeah. For. Um, for a couple of, a couple outs in the I can't remember what inning it was. What's the, when we brought Jack in? Yes. Yeah. So we I think we brought Jack in with first and second, uh, first and second, nobody out in a two zero count, and um, that was the um, that was the twelfth. Twelfth. That was the twelfth, and um, yeah, we once we went to extra innings, and and you know, so Jack has been on our dugout card as a pitcher the entire year. Um, really for these types of situations. It's like one of those things where, um, you know, you just, the the situation might present itself and we felt like in this case it did. Um, When you throw that many pitchers, um, you know, you start game plan, okay, 
um, you have we have this many bullets physically remaining, and this game could go twenty innings. Right. I've seen that before. Um, I'm glad you, it didn't. You know, so <laughs> it, it it can happen, and so we knew we knew that we were gonna. We had talked about it once we went to extra innings, and we knew that we knew that if we pitched Jack, we weren't going to let him pitch more than probably fifteen pitches. So, you know, at that stage of the game, you know, plus we've we've seen Jack throw before, and we feel really good about his ability to, you know, fill up the zone with the fastball and spin the breaking ball. And we felt like against, you know, in that stage, we needed strikes and we needed spin. So we felt, you know, um, first and second. I think he came in the first three face. He got a ground ball right to first base, um, which Josh made a great play, and we took the out. And then, um, yeah, I don't think he went base hit, strikeout, and then we, you know, we made a change or flipped that order. But um, you know, I thought he just did a tremendous job coming in those circumstances. Um, I thought he was, I thought the 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 toughness, uh, grittiness that he put on display the entire weekend was incredible. Um, I mean, because, I mean, Jack really wasn't feeling 100% just overall. I mean, he's a little under the weather the entire weekend. And, um, you know, for him to to, to do that, and it's, it's just, you know, it's not really surprising. Um, in fact, um, I want to say, in talking with Joe Templin, our SID, I want to say that when we brought him into pitch, it it broke a streak of 1,913 outs recorded while Jack was at shortstop. So Jack had, so Jack had played shortstop since Jack got here last year, at the start of the 2021 year. 1,913 outs had been recorded with him consecutively at shortstop, and that was snapped when he came into pitch. Um, and then his start streak uh, finished uh, last night because he was still under the weather. Um, you know, and Joe hit you with that stat. Yeah, one thousand nine hundred and thirteen outs were recorded. Yeah, he got pinch hit for he got pinch hit for twice last year. Um, I want to say both, but both were in the, um, the the ninth inning when we were ahead and we didn't go out and play defense after. So. Um, yeah, that was it. Every other than that, he played every single inning of last year and this year up until Tuesday. I remember when um, we we found out that I mean, back when you guys signed um, Jack out of out of Lewisburg, uh, you know, we start started tracking him, and it was in summer, and he was playing in the, the CPL for the Peninsula Pilots, and and. Um, you know, we had asked you guys, but I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, he's he's a, he's a middle infielder and he's coming here and we're you know he's a great athlete. We're excited about him. And then we started tracking him in, in summer ball, and he was pitching. Yep, he was coming out of the pen and and I mean he made CPL All Star as a reliever, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, we came back to you and we're like, what are you? Are we, are we following the right guy? <laughs> a secret weapon. Yeah, it's like, is, is he going to pitch for us? At the time you're like, ah, well, I mean, it could, but I don't know. We need him to do this role and this and all. He can. It's just really, you know, it's, um, it's just really difficult to do. Not that he can't do it, um, but but asking asking someone to play shortstop and and to come out of the bullpen. I mean, just mm-hmm. doing it that one weekend is yeah is is not easy to do and. So just 
you know, just in, in conscious of his arms health and general well-being and that kind of, you know, his career, um, you know, we've kind of just tried to, you know, be conscious of that. Sure. But at the end of the day, I haven't met many people that love playing baseball more than Jack Dragum. So, yeah, when he goes plays for the Peninsula Pilots, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand in the way of someone that just loves to play the game and that as much as he does. I mean, so it's, uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome to coach and he's a huge, he's a huge, he's got more, he's got, he's, he's got multiple weapons that help us win ball games. Well, we did a, that was last week's week, wasn't it? We did like a, a Jack Dragon appreciation moment. We That's, did. Yeah. Cause you know, we, on this roster, we have so many guys that do so many things, and it's kind of easy for for sometimes for for guys to kind of fall through the cracks a little bit. And and Jack's probably we're probably guilty of of letting Jack fall through the cracks a little bit, mainly because what he does, he makes it look so easy. Yeah. He's he's, <laughs> as, he's I mean, he's as good as a college shortstop as I've gotten to coach, and so um, our co- I know our coaching staff. Um, and his teammates. I know we certainly don't take it take it for granted, and I know and I know y'all don't either. You know he's he's a really good player. Yeah, for sure. So now we already had this conversation offline, but let's let's get it on record here. I think we decided uh, that Saturday was the coldest game that that you had participated in south of the Mason Dixon. Is that right? Yeah. Well, south of Blacksburg, Virginia. Okay, south of Blacksburg, Virginia. Yeah. Because you brought up a couple of times in Pittsburgh and That's the, maybe Pittsburgh even Boston and, College. Pittsburgh, I would go Pittsburgh, Notre Dame, Boston College in that order, the three coldest the three coldest uh, fields I have been at um, to the point where – and I describe it as like, you know, when you've got like extremities that are in pain, like that's kind of – that's – that's cold, and those are the three places. I I don't remember that at Boston College, but I remember Pittsburgh and Notre Dame being like, I don't know if this is like, this is even healthy. healthy. Yeah, <laughs> like this is this is pretty high risk. What we're doing right here. I, I talked to I talked to someone who may or may not live in Florida, uh, who said that when they got back to their room on Saturday night, their their feet were purple. <laughs> 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 it was cold. I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was it was totally the wind, the wind, fa- wind the wind chill yeah. factor, man. It was yeah. it was bad stuff. <laughs> okay, so you guys, it was it was a it was a gritty series. Uh, we we got the series win, you know. Although we you know we 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 made reference to Sunday and how that played out. You have a day to turn it around, mm-hmm. and you come back against a uh, what what looks what looks to be a pretty good Presbyterian team. Absolutely. last night. Um, they're gonna. I would expect them to win some games in the in the Big South. Yeah, I, I was really impressed. I thought every one of their pitchers, certainly their starter, uh, you know, Klepper, but they threw they threw four arms out of the bullpen that I thought that really really did a nice job. And um, you know, we have a ton of confidence in our lineup, and you know, to keep to keep our lineup at bay as they did, um, you know, that's hard to do. And so, um, you know, credit to them. Um, I thought it was a great t- challenge and a great test for us as well. Um, you know, there's there's a lots of different styles of baseball games. There's the the pitchers duel and the slugfest, and then there's the you know who can make the fewest errors type of games. You know, and last night it was just kind of kind of had that vibe that it's 
it's you know it's going to be a slim margin that you know the door is barely open for both teams it's going to be whoever can kind of open it a little bit more than the other and i thought you know Blake Jackson putting the bunt for a hit down there in the 5th inning mm-hmm. to get us cranked up when Klepper had really rolled for for 4 innings uh i th- i thought that really um i thought that really was the spark that we needed to kind of open the door and again getting back to the you know Michael who who we spoke with earlier in our entire bullpen i just i thought that was as good as they've looked wire to wire in any of our games so um, yeah, I just thought it was a, a, a really complete team win. I mean, everything again, we run another first and second bunt defense and and Michael executes it and Nate makes a great pick at third base on that play. I thought that's one of those plays that, you know, it happens early in the game and you kind of forget about it. But if you go back and we don't get that lead out at third and Firm doesn't pick that ball at third, it's a completely different game. So, you know, it's a credit, it's a credit to our guys for um you know, for playing a really clean brand, and that's what that's what great teams, that's what championship teams do. One, it was one nothing game in the fifth inning, so it's like kind of yeah, like you said, um, razor thin margin of error. Every pitch was meaningful, and and uh, the game kind of stayed in the balance for a long time. Mm-hmm. I said we moved on from Saturday, but I, I got to go back to one thing. I, I, I gotta, how how could how could you let me forget this, Kevin? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't remember what inning it was, but everyone was was cold. And you started the game with with a with a hoodie on under your jersey, yeah, and then a coat on over to that yeah, over that. that, yeah. And it's and, and when the third it was it was uh, a big third out was recorded. You came out of the dugout all fired up, and I realized that you had taken off the jacket and the hoodie. I mean, I think you were just down to your jersey, and that was that was all you had up top was your jersey. Yeah. No undershirt, no nothing. You're just rocking a twenty jersey, and and you're just like, oh, you've gone full like NFL offensive lineman at Soldier Field, kind of like, <laughs> you know, it ain't cold out here. Minus minus a little bit of strength, and and yeah. Well, yeah. so so what 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 possessed you? <laughs> <laughs> to do you know, that because I was about that same time I was adding layers yeah well um, you know coaching can take you to some really interesting places uh, <laughs> that adrenaline that adrenaline will get you every time coach you know and and um, I don't really, I don't know really I, I, there's there's a point of the game where um, I'll say this you know so so we've talked about in the past how like Roy Williams and Dean Smith those are two of like the coaches I've always really admired for a long time. And, you know, Roy had, Roy always had this thing like when the game was was tight and he felt like his team, you know, should be, you know, needs to kick it into another gear, he would always take his sport coat off. He would always take his sport coat off and, it was, and he would make a little bit of a scene of it and he would kind of throw it. And that sort of thing, and maybe roll up his sleeves and like get out on the floor. Say, Dad, gum. And a, yeah, and a defensive setup. And he would, you know, it's, it wouldn't happen, but it, it, it wouldn't happen every game. And it would happen every, you know, I was just kind of like, you know, a little bit part of me was like, if Roy Will, if Roy Williams was coaching this baseball game right now, he'd take his sport coat off and he would roll up his sleeves and he'd get in a de- defensive stance and do his thing. And I was just like, well, I don't have a sport coat. All I got is this, like, 
you know, this, these layers underneath my Jersey. And so I kind of tried to channel my inner Roy Williams, I guess, and just say, you know what? Um, and I also, you know, it's, I mean, it's obviously cold and people look cold and, you know, this and that. And, you know, I was just say, you know, let's, let's send a message that our dugout is not that cold and it starts with me. And so, yeah, it was like, I don't get, you know, our players are playing the game and, you know, if that was one thing I thought that could maybe, you know, push us a little harder, you know, it just kind of one of those things that in the moment felt like, although maybe not, intelligent was needed okay so i gotta ask because because we can't see in the dugout from from our from our viewpoint but i mean you did have that hoodie under your jersey so you had to you had to take it you had to, to take everything off to get that jersey so yeah we have a really you, nice you were, storage you, closet yeah and, okay so you went in the closet there mm-hmm. to do that so like like nobody's like the, the 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 team is not looking at you like what are you doing? Well, I mean they, I'm, they do that every day. Um, <laughs> but I'm just trying to you know so you did the like, the Clark Kent uh, phone so, booth kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it was just kind of one of those things. Like internally, I just like I like I said I wanted to channel my like, <laughs> but I also didn't want to. I didn't. It wasn't about me. It was more about like like sending the message. To the other dugout that we're not cold and we will play as long as it requires for us to play to win this game and yeah and you know i might have had like a yeti full of coffee like that kind of helped <laughs> if i really was in a pinch and i needed it um but yeah i mean it's you know baseball baseball there's a there's an element of mental warfare that goes on and you know in that moment it felt like Hey, our dugout need we needed to show that our dugout's not cold and we're we're we're, we're going to do whatever it takes here to win this game. And you did. Our guys did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So, okay. So, we're we're I'm I'm monitoring the clock here. We're we're way over our time, Kevin, but we're we've been having so much fun. I I don't care. You know, if these these you can watch you can go watch these back, folks. So if if you know you need to go do something else, come back. Pause, and, you can pause it. And you you can back. yeah, you can come back and, and get yeah. it later. Yeah, but so let's <laughs> we need to move. We need to start looking forward here because because this is a big weekend and uh, conference USA play starts across the board. So we're going to start finding out what everybody's got yeah. in league. And and I know Kevin and I were talking about this earlier today. Some folks have have played tougher schedules than others, I think it's safe to say, when when looking at the league. Um, but we're starting with uh, with Western Kentucky coming in. They're coming in 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, They just lost a series at home to Illinois last weekend. And last night, while we were playing, they dropped a, an, an extra innings contest to Belmont. Um, for reference, they were picked ninth uh, by the coaches coming in the league. So... Um, They'll be coming in here looking to looking to play spoiler. What what can we uh, what what can we expect from Western Kentucky? Well, I mean, Coach Pulaski's been he's been in the game a long time, and he was the pitching coach at College of Charleston when I was in high school. And they had clubs that were winning fifty plus games when he was there. And then he went to Auburn, and you know, I think uh, maybe San Diego State before he goes back to Western Kentucky. And his teams are just always really well coached. They're always hard nosed and tough, and. Um, you know, I know he, he's got a pitching background, but, you know, Western Kentucky, they always kind of have the MO of having really athletic, versatile bats that can run and, you know, just 
early look at this team on video, it's you know there's a lot of guys back. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of guys back. There's some familiar names from from last year's series, which was really tight. Um, you know, I know we, we. I think we went. We I know we went three and one in the series, but it was very very competitive. And um, yeah, again, it's going to be every 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 series in Conference USA is hard fought and gritty. And um, but this lineup this lineup is 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 really good and. They've got a different mix of speed and power and lefties and righties. And so we're going to, you know, we're going to be, we're going to have a challenge this weekend for sure. Um, you know, but we are playing at home. We are playing the Hayes and um, that's a good thing. And the weather, the weather's got to be, uh, it, the weather forecast looks pretty decent too. And uptown. Yeah and, up, yeah. and uptown. So, you know, quickly touch on that. Um you know, the, their their staff is expecting to to come to the Hayes on Friday, so you reach out to them mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, how would you like to play uptown at at our minor league ballpark?" I mean, they're like, "Yeah, yeah." They said, "Yeah, they said, <laughs> yeah." I mean, I, honestly, I was I was here pretty late. Um, you know, I was here pretty late Thursday night when we were making the call because we were trying to hold out as long as possible last week to try to play uptown and to not change things and. This and that, but ultimately, you know, one we've got to we've got to do everything we can, you know, to to play a nine inning game, and um, you know, just looking at the forecast, it didn't look like that was gonna be able to happen. We also want to be respectful of the night's playing surface and and staff and everything there. So, you know, they threw out the opportunity for us to play next week. So, you know, and talking with our team and our staff and talking with that, you know, Coach Smith at at App State and their staff and. Um, you know, I, I was also texting with Coach Pulowski and their staff. You know, it was you were playing air traffic controller. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you then you throw in the you know the scouts and you throw in you know it's just uh, you know it's just yeah. There was a lot of people involved in being conscious of making that decision. But yeah, you know, um, Coach Pulowski and those guys said it sounds great. Sounds like a great idea. And um, I think the weather is going to be better and. Um, temperatures will be warmer and we'll get an opportunity to play in one of the nicest ballparks in the country. Kevin, you, uh, we, you, you kind of efforted this, uh, fans with tickets from last Friday, they use the same tickets, right? Right. It, you don't have to do anything. You just show up with your tickets from last Friday and they're good for the same seats as, uh, for this Friday, sorry, not Saturday, last Friday to this Friday, they're same, same seats and everything. And the following and the following game against Davidson, I believe. I think they work for both. I think they work for both games. You could transfer them to the Davidson game if you wanted to, but yep. um, they were. It were. I think it works for both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you've got no excuse if you bought tickets for that that app uh, app state game last Friday night. You already have tickets yep. for Friday night. So let's go. Let's get it done. Uh, just looking at we were, we were taking a look at some of their numbers, coach. And you mentioned this. They're talking. You talking about they always have some athletes can get it done. Um, I mean, they got they got three guys um, all batting over three hundred. Um, so they've got some guys at the top of that order that can uh, that can get after it. Yeah, they have some returners that um, you know again have are notoriously um, you know good hitters. And then they they did some some um, some heavy recruiting at the junior college level and transfer portal level to to kind of compliment them. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a really, it's a really good lineup. It's going to be a well-coached talking that, um, you know, it's going to be a good challenge for us. So, um, you know, and then they've got, they've got Kate's back. Who's, who's been in their weekend for, for a number of years now. He's, he's, 
he's a high pitch ability guy that can, you know, really keep guys off balance. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a good test, but that's what conference USA is. And that's why, you know, that's why we're all here. And that's, that's why our guys came to play at Charlotte is, you know, our guys came to play against the best. So we'll have a good test this weekend. Just quickly looking at some of the other matchups here, uh, be interesting to see how this – this is always such a, a fun time of year because everybody's played their – the bulk of their non-conference schedule, save midweeks. Um, and then you got you kind of get to see um, what everybody's got as we start measuring against um, against conference opponents. So in addition to uh, Charlotte and Western Kentucky, you've got um, Marshall making the trip to, to FIU. Um, Old Dominion at Middle Tennessee. That'll be interesting because Old Dominion's coming in 14-1, and one, and that's where we go next. Uh, I'm sure you didn't know that because you always look one game at a time. Right. But just so you know, Coach, we go to Old Dominion next week. That's good so, to know. Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> to see how that, how that shakes out, they're, they're playing uh, Middle Tennessee on the road. Now, probably the series to pay attention to uh, just in general for the conferences is FIU – or sorry, FAU at Southern Miss. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, that's always – those are two teams that are always uh, – uh, up there near the top of the league, Louisiana Tech uh, at UTSA. That's probably going to be a gritty series because those are Absolutely. those are a pair of gritty ball clubs. Um, then UAB at Rice. Um, you know, it's uh, UAB's off to a pretty good start, and Rice. Um, you know, a lot of folks that haven't followed their program um, as much more recently are kind of surprised at uh, some of the transitions that Rice is making. But they're in the first year of a new of a new regime. Um, you know, it's. It, I guess the fair way to say it is, is Rice is a little on the struggle bus a little bit at the start of the season, but you know, long term, they've they've got so many advantages. You have to figure Rice is gonna yeah Rice is gonna get it turned around, and we're we're going we're all going to the the same league, the AAC with them. So yep, yeah. So interesting stuff to pay attention to, and and what's so fun is as we get as we get going in future uh, episodes of the of the show, we get to talk about Conference USA and who did what against who, and kind of. Do a little. Uh, well, we watch the standings, and I know you don't. You don't watch the standings, but we do. So, <laughs> anyway, fun stuff to to get going with um, on uh, this weekend. Uh, so, folks, get out there and just touch on this. We've talked. To, we've been talking about this for a few weeks, but um, you you were away for a little bit. Uh, we rotated some other coaches in. The you made reference to it, the crowds uh, at the Hay so far. Yeah, have really been good. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, I think our first year as a coaching staff was 20. We, you know, we were, we played 17 games and then got shut down with COVID. And then last year's team, which um, was certainly a special team, we played predominantly in front of limited to no capacity crowds. And until the last UNC Wilmington series, Mm -hmm. which this place was packed and um, had really electric environments. And, you know, so it's really nice here, uh, right out of the gate, to to look up and see, you know, such um, so many supporters, and feel like the energy's been great, and the student section right by our dugout is 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 being heard and felt. So, um, yeah, as we continue to uh, you know to warm up here, as we you know we get into you know daylight savings um, here this past week, um, coming into play, the weather typically warms up and. Um, you know, I did work when I when I was finishing my degree in college. I worked in a ticket office for, for uh, while I was doing that, and you know, they always said winds and weather. You know, those two things. So, um, one thing we can control to a degree, and one thing we can't. So, um, you know, we let, let's you know we let, we'll do everything we can to 
you know, to have those those two things come into play and hopefully pack out the haze here each and every game. It means a lot. Kevin, did you see? I just I think this this might have just broke today, but or was maybe meant late yesterday. But we're close to adopting daylight standard time year round now. I did see that on it, the news. Like, seriously, it's passed the Senate now. I mean, from a baseball perspective, that's. I mean, I think I'm for that anyway. But from a baseball perspective, that's got to be good, right? I'm not sure, man. I had to evaluate that. Um, just well, we, the pros and cons there. We're adding daylight to the end of the day. So in in February, when those those four o'clock, I mean, it would it would we'd have a little bit more daylight in the winter. Warmer. Yeah, well, warmer. it ain't gonna be warmer, but it'll be lighter, right? Lighter. Okay. So I don't know. I think I'm. Have you ever heard this story? I'm for it. Yeah, I'm for it. I think I think I have been for a while. I mean, I hear some people say they want to go to standard time year round. I don't. I'm not for that. I just I don't like losing sleep. That, that's that's a big thing. Well, you won't because <laughs> if, if we just know, move to it, that's, then that's, we would just. That's, you, that's that's why that's that's one vote for. Okay. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I like that. I don't like I don't like losing sleep. I don't either. I don't either. But I like I like warm weather for baseball. So I think Same. we we can all we all agree on that. So I, Kevin, I see you looking down. I feel like you're getting ready to deliver a like. Is this a Western Kentucky nugget coming? No, well, you're, no. you're looking down every time you you've like, you come up with something. No, well, I'm excited. it's a big weekend. It's we got we got an uptown game. We got a tailgate tailgate Saturday. Conference play starting. Um, so I'm just I'm just excited to to get rolling. Like it's hard to believe conference is already here. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's yeah, this the season is um you know, it's rolling pretty quick. I mean, 16 games in already. Have you had a chance to look at uh, any other teams out the conference how they're doing this year? Have you have you had a chance to take Any a, other teams uh, in our, in our conference? conference? Yeah, just um I know West Kentucky they have they they beat Kentucky with a pretty big midweek um win for them and um, Middle Tennessee went last week. Went down to Auburn and took a series. Yeah, mm-hmm. have you have you have you had a chance to to follow yeah. anymore? Yeah, I mean, you know, I know we joke about just staying tunnel vision on the next <laughs> opponent and that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, we keep we certainly keep tabs on all the other on all the other teams and how they're doing and that sort of thing. And um, you know, I've got a I've got a lot of respect for Coach Fenwood at Old Dominion, and and I think they've got eight of their nine, nine returning. Uh, hitters back from last year, so off to a great start. I think they beat East Carolina last night in an, in an extra inning game up there in Norfolk. And um, you know, you touched on UAB. I think I think uh, you know I, I knew the moment that it was announced that that Casey Dunn was hired at UAB that that it was it's really just a matter of time because he's he's been a really good coach for a long long time. So it's not really it's not surprising at all that they're off to a good start because um, he, he's. He's been a good, really great coach for a long time, and same thing with Coach Hallmark at at UTSA, and and they're they're off to a really good start. And obviously, FAU and Southern Miss are, you know, they're there year in and year mm-hmm. out. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, we keep tabs on the league, and it's it's as strong as ever now, and and great to see. All right, so we we need to we need to wrap this up. We're oh man, we're like an hour and a half now. But if if, if you're still with us, you're like. You're totally down for another hour and a half if you're still with us at this point. Uh, I have a feeling that that we're still doing pretty good numbers up in Arden. Just just a guess. Arden strong. We're, yeah, I think we're probably still doing the 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 Arden contingent is probably still with us and a few other folks as well. But um, coach, we always give you the last word. Uh, 
yours again. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, I think uh, we put out we put out on social media today that Coach Hibbs was inducted into the 2022 Wichita yes. Sports Hall of Fame, and I think I would be remiss if if I didn't, you know, if we didn't acknowledge the fact that you know he spent 27 years here and 819 wins, seven regular season championships, uh, four conference tournament championships, five NCAA tournament appearances, and he was three times coach of the year here when he led our program. And um, it's really, again, uh, it's just really um, apparent, obvious to see how much Coach Hibbs cares about Wichita State and not only that program, but that community. And, you know, for him to receive that, that recognition, that level of recognition for a place that I can tell, you know, means very much to him. I, I you know, I just want to say congrats coach and uh, everyone here that's affiliated with our program is um, very happy for you. And um, that's awesome. Yeah. Congrats to, to both him and Lisa. Yeah. For uh, the honor. Cause uh, it's, baseball's a baseball's a team sport right and that that goes uh, right to the home as well so fantastic so yeah great I'm, I'm glad you brought that up yeah that was that was that was neat to see okay all right folks we are beyond out of time for this week uh look for this podcast wherever you like to find your podcast make sure to subscribe in order to be notified of new content you can find us diamond niner report on social media twitter facebook instagram and nope Still no TikTok. Reach out anytime you'd like. We love hearing from you. If you're old-fashioned like us, just say hello at the ballpark. For Kevin, producer Brad, Coach Woody's back with us this week. This has been Nick, and we'll see you at Truist Ballpark, or at Truist Field on Friday night. Then the haze. Then the haze. Go Niners.